Welcome to Lifesaver.com. This is our podcast, and basically we just get together and talk about life. So uh, what's your name, and why are you here? Uh, well, I'm Cody Reed. Um, I'm here basically to learn about what you've written. Well, good. I'm glad to have you here. Um, Thank you. And uh, um, my my hope is that this can be just like a really relaxed kind of conversation because one of my favorite things is to talk about life and sort of thoughts about life and principles of of living and perspectives on life that sort of thing and and really anything's open for discussion but uh and hopefully it'll be fun funny and then serious and just a good time that's my aim but we'll see i'm totally new to this so so tell me a little bit about yourself. Who's Cody Reed? And uh, you're my son. I'll just start out with that. But <laughs> but uh, what what are you into? What what are your thoughts about life, if you have any? And um, what sort of things do you want to do in life? And I'll just throw some things out there. What are some of your favorite memories of life? What are things in life you're looking forward to? Anything. Um, what are some stresses in your life? Relationships. I mean, this can be philosophy, it can be psychology. Tell me a little bit about you. To start out, I'd say my biggest um, interest in life is um, being a filmmaker. It's not really, I mean, it is the filmmaking that I really do enjoy, but um, it's also the uh, messages and also basically it's it's fiction films that I like to write and make, but I really like to show the importance of life. In some way, that's that's really important to me because uh, I learned it from you, actually. Oh, um, wow, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, like meaningful stuff, like yeah. you know, something that has some sort of deeper meaning, while still being entertaining. Yeah, not boring. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, what uh, what kind of films do you want to make, or uh, is it pretty open? I guess it can be open. Uh, I seem to be kind of drawn to like darker stuff cool um yeah like some of it is like kind of superhero or uh like supernatural or um there's probably uh more that'll come up but yeah probably like just like psychology too yeah that, that stuff really gets to me sort of like the, the psychology of the characters yeah psychology of what's characters. going on in their head yeah sort of thing cool. yeah just like uh basically every, everything you can show of like who that character is that not, that really gets to me. Cool. Yeah. I know you're doing short films right now, but uh, uh, how old are you right now? Uh, seventeen. Uh, and how many um, short films have you have you done? Um, I've made two so far. Yeah, and I'm working on a, a my third one right now. Uh, what was the first one about? Um, it was called Time Struck. Uh, basically, it was about a boy. He deals with a, an abusive dad. He's uh, like playing in the woods. And uh, he looks at his, at his watch and he's like, oh shit. And he's like, there's like this whole running sequence, like uh, like him with like a shot of a clock. He's racing against the clock. And then at a certain, at a certain point, the, uh, the clock, it, uh, it's an alarm clock. So it, the alarm goes off. The father silences it. And uh, the boy, he comes up to the door, just like kind of hesitant, you know, like, should I even go in? So what we learn is like, you know, he's dealing with an, uh, an abusive father. So uh, a father like me. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Exactly actually, like me. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, not not that little. <laughs> basically the the boy he uh decides to run away and he ends up running to like the edge of a highway and he's like holding his thumb out like you know being being a hitchhiker and then uh so the, the dad is coming after him yeah yeah okay yeah and then at is the, it a happy ending or is it a scary ending or we don't know yeah it, it could end up either way just kind of on a kind of on a tension level kind of like you don't really know yeah well i have to admit uh, i'm asking these questions but i've seen it and uh, i was actually really transfixed by it it was handled really oh, well you. i thought um, tell, tell us a little bit about the second one. Uh, so the second one, uh, it's called Gray. It's a uh, post-apocalypse, uh, alien post-apocalypse. And it's about this soldier. His name is Miles. Basically, he's investigating this house. And it's it's abandoned. It's like dead. There's basically no life. We know he's looking for something or... Or someone. Yeah, someone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then eventually he brings us to like a uh, like a pole barn. There's like a certain room in there that has like plastic walls. Um, there's like a some like study stuff in there. There's like a map, and then there's a dead body. So basically, we learn that he reaches in the dead body. He pulls out a name tag or a dog tag. It says Gray as the last name, which is basically the title of the story. He also he knows that his uh, this guy Gray he has a daughter and a son. That basically, that becomes his. Next mission is to look for these lost kids. That becomes a, a next priority is to, did these kids die or are they still alive? And why is it important to, why is he looking for uh, Gray and why is he looking for the kids? Or is that not? I, yeah, I don't know if I, I'm thinking maybe he's, uh, he was probably sent to look for this guy Gray because like he was really important to the military or someone Maybe a veteran, or I don't know. Um, he had they're, some. They're trying to figure out more about the aliens. Yeah, he's tracking the aliens. Yeah, he okay. has more information on the aliens. Um, but then, yeah, he's looking for these kids because, like, like at, at first, I actually, I just didn't know why, but it, it just, uh, it just felt kind of nice. But then I was thinking, like, or I, I had a dream actually. Um, oh wow! Like, uh, cool. Basically, before, basically, he had a sister. He's in like a kind of a country-ish place. And then uh, this whole apocalypse happens. Time of desperation. Yeah. And so then they part, Miles and his sister, but then um, they part together, but then they... And Miles is a soldier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and actually, uh, I can't remember. I think it's basically he's... It's like a foreshadow of him being a, a soldier, but um, basically he gets separated from his sister um, and then he gets taken into the military uh, okay. at a pretty young age. So he has some em emotional investment. Like right. Kind of finding these kids, kind of like finding his sister, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. But And again, I admit, I, I saw it. And I was really impressed with the uh, the visuals and the music. It's sort of mesmerizing, particularly the, the final scenes. Beautiful. Thank um, you. And what... Tell us a little bit about the one you're working on now. So uh, the one I'm working on now, it's called A Ghost. Oh, it's first of all, like, how, how long were these first ones? Um, the first one, it was about about three minutes. The end credits kind of makes it like seven, eight minutes. Yeah, then the, the second one, it was about uh, 15 minutes. 
16. Oh, um, so for people who don't know, um, that's a long time for somebody who's making their own film. That's a lot of work. <laughs> How long did it take you to do the 15 minutes? For the filming, it took me about a month. And then, um, but you had pre-production. Yeah. That, it's funny, the writing it, it only took me a week. Mm, nice. Yeah. and uh, But yeah, pre-production took me about a month, too. Yeah. So you got a month pre-production, a month of shooting, which is somewhat stressful, and then um, and then post-production. How yeah. Long, how long do you think you put in? I know um, it's extended over time, but... To be honest, it's actually still not done, but... um, That's close. Yeah. Yeah. Say it took me... Uh, like if you were working all that, you put in all those hours. If you were working straight on it and nothing else, oh straight, um, would that be another month? Yeah, I'd say another month. Yeah, yeah of course you had school and work too. Um, yeah, because you're also working, making your own money. Very impressive. And so now the one you're working on now, how long is that going to be? Uh, it's going to be about half an hour. Jeez, possible it could be longer. That's so you extrapolate from those previous experiences, and it's like. God, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling kind of uh, stressed right now about yeah. that. Yeah. Because you're in the what stage right now? Uh, Pre production. Yeah. Um, so you got to schedule everything. Yeah. You got to storyboard everything. You got to get actors and people to hold cameras because you're also acting yeah. in it yourself. <laughs> yeah. It, it may actually not take as long as I'm thinking it will, but definitely going to be stressful and. Definitely a lot of energy will yeah. have to be put into it. That's the thing. People who create things, uh, nobody understands how much work goes into those things except the people who do those things, which is fine. It's just anybody who creates anything knows what the feeling is of like, my God, how much work goes into it. And then people just watch it and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but it really, the only person who knows how much frickin' work it was is the person who did it. And and sometimes peop, other people who have created things, other creators know how hard it is to create something, whether it's writing or uh, or doing a film, which is just god-awful amount of orchestration and work and creation. Or anything. I mean, it can be working on an engine or, you know, rebuilding a car or fixing up a house for sale or anything. Nobody really, they just look at the finished product and they're like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's like, dude, I, <laughs> I was like, I was like drawing blood, you know, pulling teeth for this thing. And you're like, yeah, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, I've really liked your, your output. Oh, thanks. The, yeah. The, the visuals, Sort of the mood, the music, which you do yourself, a lot of it, um, yeah. which is pretty amazing. You have that skill set, too. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what, what's this new one about, um, so just generally. Yeah, it's basically uh, it's about this uh, teenager, this guy. Basically, he's, he's new in this town, and he gets lured by uh, kind of an ominous teenage girl. And, uh, she's basically fluffing, uh, this idea of like the power of invisibility, like, like you can turn invisible whenever you want and he gets interested. Okay. Yeah. So basically he gets interested and, uh, what he has to do is he has to bury everything that's meaningful to him. Basically just like physical stuff that's meaningful to him, like, uh, like a coffee cup or a pillow or DVD or whatever. Gotcha. 
And uh, so, yeah, he has to bury it in the ground where nobody can find it. And it's it's crucial that nobody knows where he buries these meaningful things because um, if someone does know where it is, if someone digs it up, he basically turns into a ghost. So it's kind of like someone stealing your soul in a way. Okay. Like, so um, he can be invisible and not be a ghost. Right. So it's kind of like a superpower. But if anybody finds his meaningful stuff that he's buried, then he turns into a ghost. Yeah, they have yeah. to dig all of it up. And then, yeah, once he does that, so basically... And being a ghost is not good. Yeah, being a ghost is not good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being a ghost is like... It sucks. Yeah, it's okay. it's kind of like being invisible, except you're not really invisible. You're just really not there. Like, yeah. Like, nobody else knows that. And it's probably like a really empty feeling. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, basically, I just... I'm trying to establish in the story of, like, kind of like being taken to your core, because no one can really sense who you are anymore because, you know, your soul's been taken, basically. Gotcha. And uh, basically just kind of like turning into more of like an animal instead of a, a hero or a civil human being, just like more of a... If you turn into a ghost. Yeah, yeah. If you okay. turn into a ghost, right. yeah. You reach more of a of an animal kind of uh, mentality. Awareness. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Very interesting. Uh, and I like the... Um, I don't know if it was intentional, but I like the... Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but the metaphor or allegory of burying everything that's meaningful to you right. in order to get something, yeah. uh, which is invisibility, uh, ironically. No, not ironically, actually appropriately, because maybe I'm stepping too much on your, your intentions, but, you know, this idea that if you hide what's meaningful to you in life, you, you become empty. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I feel like that's what a lot of society does is we're trained to do what is considered appropriate to society and not what's deeply meaningful to our individual person. And so don't show your real self, you know, right. hide your real self, put a mask on, be appropriate. Um, and really you kind of disappear when you do that. And you're left with a, an empty feeling in life right? when you've basically given up everything that was important to you, uh, important to you as an individual, yeah. as opposed to what's important to the expectations of, of sort of stereotypical, you know, like, oh, that guy must be a success because he's got a fancy car and a flash house and trophy wife. But really, in a lot of ways, they're really, they're, they're feeling empty inside. You know, the, yeah. the old story, they become alcoholics and, yeah. and, the, and really they've very early on, they gave up on themselves to pursue what society told them was success and happiness instead of all of the weird individual things that make us special and that really, really blow our hair back that really, you know, we get a kick out of, you know, no matter how geeky or whatever they are, uh, that's the real stuff for us, for each and every one of us. We all have our own things, but then you, you know, you bury that. Yeah. <laughs> and you do become kind of invisible, not to the world as much as to yourself. Yeah. I, that's maybe not what you had in mind, but, uh, but it's, it feels like it's, it's something like that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, very, very cool. That's very meaningful. Nice. Congratulations. And a lot of people don't, when they're doing stories, it's just, just entertainment, you know, which is to me, the important thing is entertainment 
if you're doing something, but then if you can also integrate that with a layer of meaning, my gosh, that's that sort of thing is really ambitious. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, so what are some influences? What are some of your favorite movies, directors, actors, film scores? Cause I know you like doing your own music too. <laughs> Anything, whatever you want to talk about. Well, uh, I like both Blade Runners, like, uh, the one that Ridley Scott did and then the new one that came out 2017. Also like, uh, Apocalypse Now. Last so we got Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. We got, uh, do you know the name of the second Blade Runner director? I think it's like, like a French name or something. I should know. I'm a filmophile too. <laughs> um, cinephile. And then, of course, Coppola for Apocalypse. Also, uh, Last Mohegans, some Michael Mann. Michael Mann, yeah. The man. Yeah. I also like, uh, um, I just mentioned Ravenous, uh, cause that's. Who directed that? I, I don't know, actually. Um, but, yeah. uh, I should look into that. Yeah. I, I really like Ravenous, too. Yeah. I, to I, me, it's a brilliant film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I, re I really like the, you know, the, the whole concept, obviously, but also just, like, the feel of, like, the whole thing. Yeah. It's so well integrated. Yeah. Um, the writing is fantastic, and the music is really good, too. Yeah. And uh, the acting is exceptional. Yeah. But, yeah, I just mentioned Ravenous because that's actually... Uh, but for our listeners, it is super dark. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Be careful. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be careful. It's actually my main inspiration for uh, A Ghost, my uh, oh, cool. third film. Yeah. Very cool. There's also uh, Christian Bale, uh, Heath Ledger. For acting. Yeah, uh -huh. acting. Cool. I guess for music, um, got like Tangerine Dream, uh, Vangelis. I guess Hans Zimmer goes up there, too. Well, yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer, he is also the man. Yeah. I guess his most famous one is the, the Christian Bale Batman soundtrack. Oh, yeah. But uh, he's just, he's done everything. Yeah. He's pretty amazing. Is he sort of your inspiration? What would you give to study with Hans Zimmer? <laughs> um, I, would, I would give a lot. <laughs> your left arm? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. All right, well, cool. Um Anything else? Uh, anything, truly. How's your life going? Are you more stressed than excited? Are you more excited than stressed? Uh, you got relationships going on? You got friends, girlfriends, boyfriends? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no boyfriends. Okay. Um, what uh, in your personal life? How are things? How are things going? I'd say they're going pretty good. Yeah, like I'd say life in general right now is is uh pretty good like i like i feel good about what i'm doing and what i'm working on it's just um it can be stressful sometimes absolutely anything Most worth doing I, in my opinion is is hard and yeah. it's stressful and that's one reason i i'm not really i i discuss this in my book lifesaver uh but i'm not really focused on in figuring out, okay, what should I do with my life? It, to me, it's not so much what makes you happy as what makes you fulfilled. Right. And, um, you know, you have a certain amount of time alive. And to me, it's a, more about like filling that time as much as fully as you want to and in the ways that you want to. But that involves a lot of times not being particularly happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, overall, you know, you should shoot for being more happy than not happy, but, um, 
but there's just a lot of doing things that are worthwhile that are stressful and scary and yeah and exhausting and there's times you don't want to do it but you do it anyway because it's important and meaningful to you and um that's that's a big part of sort of my philosophy of lifesaver is part of getting as much you want as you want out of life is is often buckling down and doing what's hard yeah um and uh, as long as something is something that's personally meaningful to you right um and it sounds like this this sort of thing is deeply important to you yeah. and, and meaningful to you yeah and uh, is a a means of self-expression that's that taps into something in you that's really deep yeah yeah, yeah so it's worthwhile yeah even though it's really, really hard, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're beginning. Um, I imagine, you know, there's the whole uh, thing of the 10,000 hours. And, you know, right now you may have 50 hours or 100 hours. Um, right. And that's the beginning is always the hardest. And it's like what I say, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, <laughs> yeah. at least at first. If it's worth it to you, then uh, go ahead and, you know, do it and screw up and have all that stress from screwing up uh, and then you've done it the first time and then you do it the second time and it's still stressful and it's hard but by the time you know but then you've done it the second time and then then you do a third time and then eventually you're doing it the tenth time and then someday you might do it a hundredth time but it requires screwing up and being stressed and scared and not knowing what you're doing and experimenting and uh failing yet doing it anyway right to get to those later times when you start to get to kind of understand what you're doing which would be nice but you can't get there without first doing the things that are really awkward yeah. <laughs> because they're the first time you're doing them um so i really admire people who you know are undertaking journeys like that that are really difficult but it's but they're they're really deeply meaningful to the person so uh i commend you on that <laughs> um anything else uh um i don't think so yeah i think i've gotten everything out cool. so far yeah cool uh well real pleasure having you uh, on the show and hope to have you on again uh soon yeah me too all right cool well, thanks for joining us. Uh, today we've been talking with Cody Reed, uh, beginning filmmaker extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. Bye. All right.